yeah. So thanks for taking the time to sit down. I um, one thing I like to ask people, uh, especially if I've you know, uh, I'm kind of meeting them for the first time, is uh, during your free time, if you have any free time, mm-hmm. uh, what do you like to do usually? Like, what is your what is your jam? What have I been doing recently? I've been playing a lot of um, ARAM with some friends. ARAM. Yeah. Uh, it's a mode on League of Legends. I'm really bad at vanilla League of Legends, but okay. ARAM is like a stripped down version of it where it's just one lane and you randomly get a champion rather than selecting one. And it's okay. really fun. Okay. Um, so I've been doing that a lot to stay in touch with friends. Um, gotcha. And with my partner, I'm... Um, I'm re-watching New Girl, and he's watching it for the first time. Mm. And um, a bit of reading, a bit of running, if I can get the effort up or the gumption up to do it. So, sure, sure. yeah, stuff like that these days. Uh, New Girl is one of those shows. There's this backlog of shows for me that I just <laughs> have not gotten around to, but it's always on... Uh... On like sort of my to watch list. Uh, it's really good. I feel like a lot of people assume it's just going to be a manic pixie dream girlathon, but mm. I will I will defend Zoe Destinel and Nude Girl until the day I die. She's genuinely super funny, and the cast is really good. And is that is that the show with um is God before I embarrass myself uh, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Yeah. Yes, I, oh, I'm, yeah. And he's it's so. Like you, you, you knew exactly who I was going to ask about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's so good in it. I mean, the whole cast is really good, but he's my favorite for sure. Uh, not to keep talking about New Girl, but when did New Girl come out? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, Can we just make this uh, podcast entirely about New Girl? Yeah, listen, I don't give a shit like what we talk about on this. When did so it I'm come just, out? if I like, I'm genuinely just like, when? Okay, that's one of those shows like. 2011. God damn. Ten years ago, fuck. Okay, <laughs> That's it's, so it's, nuts. it's one. Of, it's it's one of those things where like I'm like, oh yeah, I should watch New Girl. And then when you first when you said New Girl, I was like, is that? Oh no, no, no. The show I'm thinking of is uh, another show I want to watch called Crazy Ex Girlfriend. I don't know if you've seen that. I have. It is also good. Uh, uh, yeah. And then I was like, no, 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 New Girl. That's Zoe Deschanel. That's right. Uh, well, I think uh, let's just keep talking about New Girl. No, I. Uh, <laughs> um. What have I been up to lately? Yeah, what have you been I up to? Board games when I can, but it's obviously much harder. Yeah. Uh, Are you using a tabletop simulator? Uh, no, uh, Board Game Arena. Uh, oh, I haven't I even heard familiar. of that. Tabletop simulator I've tried once, and it was, you know, it was good for what it was. Like, I mean, if you want the feel of, like, you know, actually moving the shit around, mm. I think that's, you know, pretty cool, but... Uh, in terms of an interface, I would say that Board Game Arena is far superior just because it streamlines everything. And, you know, I play with like a mix of people who some people are, you know, very heavy board gamers. Some are very new to it. And uh, having Board Game Arena sort of run everything for you uh, in terms of like calculating, in terms of uh, you just all you have to really do oftentimes is just click things hmm. and that's it. You don't have to drag or move anything. So interesting. If you, it, if you like board games and have not tried it, uh, it's a very smooth interface. And the selection of games is pretty intense. Like, it's all free. You can get, like, a paid account. Sounds like I'm sponsored by them. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I just, it's really been like kind of like a lifesaver for me. That's good to know about because I, 
I like board games and I play a lot of board games, but yeah, I found we've been playing a group of friends and I've been playing Gloomhaven on Tabletop Simulator, mm, which seems okay. like it would be a nightmare, but actually it's pretty great. Um, Does that have one of those things where it's um, sort of integrated, uh, like they they run things for you, or is it still you're kind of moving things around on your own? You're moving pieces and that kind of thing, but it streamlines it enough where uh, my friend Grant, who usually is the poor sap that's like putting out all of the enemies and keeping track of all of their HP and sure. flipping stuff for them, it it's, uh, streamlines a lot of that. Um, okay. Because setup for Gloomhaven takes seven hours and breakdown takes six hours, and this makes it pretty easy. So, damn. See, I'm that sap with the physical version. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm the one who's usually, you know, setting everything up, you know, running all the things. No, I have a friend who did recommend the tabletop simulator version to me, and it does sound nice, but it's like I'm already in the middle of. I don't know how far are you. How far are you in the in the in your campaign? Honestly, we just. Like, restarted it which is maybe kind of bananas because we were pretty far but um Damn. it just seemed like it would have been too complicated to try to pick up from where we were using that I interface see. so we kind of just said were you and... like um like over halfway or like, I don't there's know, like, what, a like like a hundred hundred dungeons you don't have to do all of them i would say we're probably like a god it's been so long now like maybe i mean now I don't know how time works anymore, but it's yeah, been over yeah. a year, obviously, and then beyond that. So I think we're about a third. I think we've done maybe like 30 dungeons in the physical version-ish. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure where you left off. Because, yeah, that to me even, like, that took like two years. Yeah. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> I mean, that sounds about right. I, I'm i so removed from the tracking of our progress. Uh, mm, I'm, I'm okay. such a leech. I just show up and... <laughs> And get to enjoy the game and don't do any of the tracking. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But we, we've we cycled through quite a few characters. So I feel like we've been playing for a while. Like we've, all of us have, I think, multiple times been able to retire our characters and start new ones. So. When you, because um, I actually have kept the same character. Really? For like 30 dungeons. Because my, uh, my goal thing where you, in order to retire, you have to complete your goal is so annoying. What's yours? Uh, Oh, are you I allowed to tell say, me? Cause, oh, no, because yeah. uh, your pals will might, listen to this and they might, they might, yeah, they yeah. might know it. But it, it involves something that's completely within my control, and I'm, I am working toward it. But what I did instead was I focused on just getting to level nine. Uh, mm. And now that I'm level nine, I'm trying my best. I'll say it involves spending money uh, on stuff i think and i have the same one as you and i'm not okay. looking forward to it it is a fucking pain in the yeah, ass because it sounds like it. uh with gloomhaven i'm not the i'm usually like because i play any uh are you familiar with the enox yeah the, the brute yes yeah, so, yeah i play the brute and i'm usually like the tank i'm usually the one you know protecting everybody doing big damage and also taking a lot of the hits so i'm not running around grabbing money right like you know, usually it's just, oh, if I manage to, like, step on some coins, I can get it. Otherwise, uh, it's I'm left to whatever we manage, I manage to get. Mm. So having, yeah. having a goal, a retirement goal, like, I have a friend who's just, you know, they're just scurrying around, like, a, they're this little rat thing, and they're just scurrying, like, picking up coins wherever they go, and it's like, but, well, I mean, they also had a goal that was... Um, money based anyway so it made sense right but for me i'm just like 
guys, I'm I want to play a new character, but uh, <laughs> I just gotta I just gotta do this. Yeah, so. I think I'm a little bit luckier because I I'm the scoundrel and she has like loot cards and she can move a lot mm. and she can. So, but yeah, you you're you're fucked, my dude. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's a, I'm, I'm, uh, that's a rough shake. I mean. It's such, it's so long ago. Also, I'm like I obviously I obviously want to dive back into it once I get the chance. But right, it's like it's like man, it, it it's something I'm not. Ah, it's 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 like a love hate thing because I love the I love playing as that character, mm-hmm. but also I can't get any more XP, so it does just kind of feel like feel like a waste. Right. Um. On the on the board game front, God, people listening to this are like God, because board games are like one way big big things and they're like stop fucking talking about board games. But I don't, but I don't care. What are, what are other games that you um enjoy? Uh let's see. When I can like actually be around people. Although there is probably an online interface that works well for this, but we played a lot of code names. Mm, um mm. we finished Pandemic Legacy the first season and started the second season and didn't like it quite as much. Okay. Um let's see. Arkham Horror we were also playing. But it was mostly Gloomhaven for a while, just because that game takes seven centuries. But it's so fun. And then um, with another group of pals, I was playing uh, Mysterium. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Mysterium. yeah. Mysterium. Um, yeah. But then I on um, now with the pandemic, it's mostly just been, it's mostly just been Gloomhaven, honestly, and um, mm. and then playing chess with my partner. <laughs> Um, uh, are you getting super into chess? Because it seems like a lot of people, when they get into it, they get they that's all they do, pretty much. Not really, actually. We kind of oh, okay. Well, we were playing a lot over the holiday, um, and we have the chessboard out. And my aspiration is to have like an ongoing game where we just move mm. pieces, and as we're walking by the board, whoever's turn it is kind of looks at it, moves a piece, and then goes uh, about their oh, day. Okay, almost like a chess by mail sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um. It is one of those games, though, where you just realize how little you know the deeper in you get. Mm, sure, um, sure. I don't know that I could win against anyone else. We're pretty evenly matched. Um, I see. From what I understand about, like, actual... Because le- obviously I know how to play chess, and I would, I would say I am a completely low-to-average player. Does it involve memorizing? Just, like, how, like if this happens, you do this? Like... What would you say with your experience of chess is like to explain it to a, a, a moron like me? What 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 would be like the uh, sort of way to how do you get better at chess? <laughs> I feel like question. we are probably a comparable skill level, but I mean oh, I know okay, that there okay. are um, there are obviously like moves styles of like there's like uh, tactics like known tactics, sure. um, but so much of it really does seem like just really uh, precise and intelligent prediction. Mm. And it really does seem like, okay, if I move here, they'll move here, so then I'll move here. Like, you have to think, like, seven steps ahead. And then also be able to... (sighs) The thing that I don't at all know how to do, I feel like early game, I'm sort of just floundering. I'm like, I guess I'll move this pawn, and I guess I'll move Mm. this rook. But um, I feel like people just know exactly, if I move this rook here... I'll set this thing up that I can then do like 10 moves later that will totally fuck over my opponent. And I just don't know how to do shit like that. Oh, 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 okay. I was like, you can do that? No, no, no. I was like, then you are definitely on a higher level than me. Um, 
going back to uh, some of the games you mentioned, uh, first off, Codenames actually has a free official version online. Does it? Is, it works really well. I've done it, like, I've played it with friends, and uh, that was very successful. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I also finished Pandemic Legacy Season 1. I have Season 2, obviously have not gotten the chance to try it. I hear some people love it, some people don't, but I hear the new one, I don't know if you've heard of that one, Zero, Season Zero. Oh, no. I... I hear that one is excellent. Really? I hear that one's. I hear that one is universally like pretty. Like, yeah, this is great. Oh. Because it seems like it. I don't. I didn't look up anything because I don't want any spoilers. But from what I've heard, it seems like it takes what season one's best parts were, and sort of like, uh, maybe season two does. I haven't done anything of from season two, but from what I hear, it sounds a very not very different, but pretty different. It's pretty different. Right. And I think Zero kind of circles back and does some really interesting things, I hear. But uh, that's, I, uh, that's exciting to hear because I had no idea that there was even another season out. Yeah, yeah. That's far into my future, though, because I have so... I mean, legacy games are such a commitment. Yeah. I, for me, the one right now is like Gloomhaven. Like, my wife really would like to start season two. Although now, what the when the fuck can we do that? Right. But, uh, <laughs> uh, for me, it's like oh, I can't, I can't. And she's she's in my Gloomhaven group too, so it's like we can't, I can't handle scheduling <laughs> uh, two different groups of this. Yeah, that's uh, fair. If I want, if I want to get these done, uh, and then one other thing I had uh, was um, you like Mysterium. Uh, I have a recommendation for you. Oh yeah. Uh, for a game, if you have not, I don't know if you've played this, but if you've heard of a. Deception, Murder in Hong Kong. I've played that once and I loved it. Okay, okay. It was so great. I love that game. Um, so good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you liked it because I, uh, I do like Mysterium, but I think Deception offers for me. It gives me this a similar feel to Mysterium, but I feel like uh, people are more involved in it from the get go. I think because in yeah, game, for those of you who aren't familiar listening, it's a game where you're all detectives and. Uh, one of you is the murderer, and so in, instantly, like as soon as the game starts, it's like you're like looking at each other's clues and accusing each other, or you know, deducing. Uh, while one of you is also a silent clue giver, uh, giving clues as because that person knows who the killer is. Um, one uh, definitely one of my favorite sort of um, party semi co-op, semi hidden trader mm-hmm. um, co-op games. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, I feel like it also engenders less complete rage than um, <laughs> like Secret Hitler. Or... Mm, true. And, and there's also a lot less pressure because yeah. I think in that game, uh, since everyone has to do the same thing, they're all looking at each other's clues, um, you know, you can just kind of play the game. Even if you are the killer, just look at other people's clues and try to, you know, you're making fake connections, but you're still making connections. Right. Which everybody else is doing. Oh, I want to play that now. I want to play all board games now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, what is the program you use again? I wonder if that one would work. Uh, board Game Arena. It's a website. You just sign up for free. And then if you really like it, uh, I have a premium account, which is like, I don't know, like a dollar a month. I forget. It's very cheap. It's like, mm-hmm. it's basically just to help support it. But what's nice about it is only one of you needs to have a premium account. And oh. then you have access to all the games, just as long as one of you has a premium account. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's a site that like, because of quarantine, it just flooded with new members. And it, initially there was a lot of issues like with, you know, 
because they could not handle that many people. Right. But I'm but honestly I'm amazed. Like it it has a huge selection even in the on the free level. And then I think it's absolutely worth it to just get the the premium one cuz I mean it's got like you know you got like you can play like Terra Mystica stuff from like Terra Mystica down to like Uno. Wow. Like I've played like extremely heavy games on there and then I play like, you know, Liar's Dice or, you know, Six Nymphed or whatever on there. Uh huh. It's, um, it's got a really impressive selection, and they're constantly. Oh, as soon as I check in, they've added like four new games I haven't played. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it, it, you know, they're constantly adding new things in beta and uh, that sort of thing. Um, now, if board games are like my sort of, uh, let's say, big passion is there anything you have interest wise that is kind of like yours do you is there anything that fits in that category for you i guess of the things that i like i'm probably the most passionate about i mean i love video games but i think i think a lot about tv just from a writing Mm. perspective and sure it's also just the barrier to entry i I really love games but then i i i've gotten into this even with tv shows where I don't know if you've had this at all, but since the pandemic, it's been harder for me to start new things. Like my brain doesn't want to mm. process new information, hence me rewatching New Girl. Um, sure, sure. And so there's some games that I've started in quarantine that I just haven't been able to get through because my brain doesn't want to handle new systems. Um, sure, sure. So I just really like, I mean, it's not like a novel thing, but I really like TV and TV has gotten yeah, so yeah. good. No, I, I I would actually like to hear some of your like favorites, but I, I I have that feeling not only with TV but with, you know, with games. You know, like you said, like I <laughs> I'm playing. Well, it was it's for a charity milestone thing. Like I have to, but it's uh, I'm playing Fire Emblem Three Houses for the sixth time. Wow. Uh, uh, which most people don't play at once. I've, I've <laughs> I think I'm I'm approaching about three hundred hours. Because I don't know how familiar you are with the game, but it has, like, a new Game Plus thing. Um, it has, like, multiple storylines. I've already seen all the storylines at this point. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just doing it now because uh, for, like, a charity milestone thing, I have to... I had to play the DLC, which I hated, and then I have to, uh, like, <laughs> make a video about it, basically. Uh-huh. And so... Uh, but it's comforting because since I've played it six times, I can jump into it and know how you know i i took a break from it for i think you know a couple months and then i jumped back in i still don't remember i remember exactly how to play because it's just ingrained in my memory Mm -hmm. meanwhile um other games if i step away and then come back it's like impossible to remember how to play or you just like um like have you played the yakuza games at all i haven't actually oh they're great but uh I had this problem with uh, the first remake, Kiwami, where I loved Zero, which uh, if you ever do play them, Yakuza Zero is one of the best games I've played in recent memory. Mm. uh, Yakuza Zero, and then I jumped into Kiwami right after, and it's very similar in feel because they're both kind of the same engine. So I got burnt out, and then I stopped playing for like months, and then I couldn't get back into it. So for that, I had to just do a complete restart. Right. That's usually what ends up happening to me if I... Take Step away from a, a game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Step yeah. away from a game too long. And then with TV shows, uh, if it's like one season, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll watch anything. But um, 
we we just recently finished watching uh, the Mandalorian. I don't know if you've seen the Mandalorian, but it was fun. I had a good time with it. Uh, have you have you seen the show? I watched the first half, I think, of the first season, and then kind mm-hmm. of fell off. I loved the first like three or four episodes, mm-hmm. um, when it was basically just the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Um, mm-hmm. And then as it started involving new characters, I got a little bit less interested. But this season is supposed to be good, right? The second season. Maybe I should jump back in. You know, I thought, uh, according to the reaction, you know, I, I think I am someone who is a very casual Star Wars fan. I have no investment in it. Uh-huh. So, I, so I'm just having fun. Like, I think um, uh, it's just like a fun, you know, spaghetti Western with laser guns and yeah you know so, so for me i'm having a good time um but the, the reason i why i bring it up is um you know uh my wife is m- not like a diehard fan but you know she liked the original trilogy a lot and uh she was like do you want to watch clone wars and i was like oh yeah i heard that's good the the car- the animated series yeah and i was like how many seasons is it and i look it up oh god it's like the Gendy tartakovsky there's like three seasons and then there's seven seasons of the oh my the god CG one. <laughs> I'm like ten seasons. I was like, you know, you can go because <laughs> I know I know she wants to watch it like right away, and I'm like, I can't get into like ten seasons right now. That's uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. Uh, whereas with other shows, if it's like um, like I, I watch a lot of anime, so it's like anime mm-hmm. is like thirteen episodes done. Yeah, you know, right. Twenty six episodes done. I can I can smash that in a sitting. You know, thirteen episodes if I'm feeling particularly sad i can smash in the sitting <laughs> right uh it's one of those things but so not hearing that um you have like a sort of passion for television what are some of like the i guess the finest like your your absolute like these are the pinnacles of of uh of television Whew. well uh man i guess i'll go i'll go more modern for the moment, mm. maybe. Okay. Um, sure, sure. Not that anyone needs me to sing its praises because everyone knows it's, it's great, but the um, HBO Watchmen series is excellent. It's really mm, good. I've heard, I've heard good things. It's really, really that. good. Um, Chernobyl is really good, but very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted Lasso, a lot of people are talking about, and it's, it's really nice for this moment in time because it's just very sweet. Um, what I'm not familiar with... Um... Ted Lasso is, is on uh, Apple TV Plus, which the show that I'm on is also on. So when you're done watching Ted Lasso, you can watch Mythic Quest. But um, Ted Lasso is basically about this Southern coach from the States, that football coach that goes to um, Britain to coach uh, their version of football, soccer, obviously. Oh, and okay. it's uh, Jason Sudeikis. And it's just, mm. it's really earnest. It's really sweet. Sometimes it gets a bit saccharine, but um, it's so funny and and kind of it just has like a very sweet heart. I really like shows that are the main sort of pull is that people are trying the best, their best, and they love each other. <laughs> Parks and Recreation okay, yeah. is one of my favorite shows, and that's basically sure, all sure. that show is. Uh, yeah, so it's really great. Like I said, I love Parks and Rec seasons like two to four i think are mm, some of the best that's like the best period yeah mm. it's just such a good solid sitcom with really a really good cast and really good characters um for a while that was my go-to show that i would just re-watch over and over and over again i know that a lot of people mm. have that with the office but i have it with parks and rec 
Let's see. I mean, and then of all the all time uh, stretch is a little bit harder. I, it's all it's always like the greatest hits. The Wire is incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joss Whedon is a complicated figure, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a really good show, <laughs> unfortunately. That's a sh- uh, my wife just finished watching that for the first time. I need to watch it because a, a friend, not only her, but also another friend of mine has been singing its praises for a very long time. I, I, I do need to get around to it. I was also a late adopter. I, I watched it all the way through a couple of years ago, and I was really surprised how much it spoke to the female experience in a, in a pretty genuine mm. way. Um, mm. It's just really well done and it has really iconic episodes. Uh, I'm sure you've seen Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of the best cartoons of all time. Yep. Um, I went through a really heavy cartoon phase as well. I mean... Oh. Uh, I, I would love to hear about that actually because um, I'm a big cartoon fan as well. I mean, Adventure Time is the obvious one, but Adventure Time's incredible. Mm-hmm. Steven Universe. Yeah. Um, what else was I watching at that time? It feels a little weird because a lot of these shows I'm, I've done some work for, so it feels like I'm plugging myself. But OK, Ko, let's be heroes. Is you really know, good. you know, I'll, pl- I'll, I will absolutely plug OK, Ko. I fucking love. It's that so cartoon. good, isn't it? It's so good. Like, listen, it's okay. I'm, I, you know, I'm in it a couple times too. So I, it's, it's oh, fine. you it's are double- win. There's one that you're not in called Wacky Jacks. Did you watch the whole show? Yes, I, don't know if I you did. All of it. Oh, do you remember the Wacky Jacksies episode yes. where they do the? Uh, I play uh, the kid and the villain, and I play a lot. Of, I play a lot of voices in that one. That's great. I'm like eighty percent of that episode. Oh, that's awesome. And then I pop up in um, some other, like a couple other ones as well. But uh, that's like the big one of like uh, I was. Uh, I was brought in like, hey, like we would like you to basically voice like most of the. It's a very goofy. <laughs> it's a very goofy episode. Oh uh, yeah, but no, um, Ko. Like I, even before I was in it, I uh, was a fan because um, I have a, I have a couple friends who work on the show, uh, and then I watched it on TV and I was like, oh fuck, this is. It's one of those things where it's like. You always want to like support your friends, but then you watch it, then you're like, "Oh shit, it's fucking great!" Even though you're, you know, even yes. if you weren't my friend, <laughs> right, it's like right, it's right. great. I'd be a fan yeah, of this of, totally. It was it was one of those things, um, and so uh, when I, I watched it kind of casually, whenever I managed to see it, and then when uh, I got cast in it, I was like, "Ah, I've been wanting to watch a show," and then I binged it because at first it's just like, "Oh, let's just get a feel for the show," but then I was like. I'm just going to get the next season on Amazon. Yeah, gonna, <laughs> it, I, it really is like, cause, um, uh, I had Ian on an, in an earlier episode of the podcast. Oh, nice. It, I, I, it, it is one of the, I think best cartoons of the, like this sort of era for sure. Yeah. It's uh, so smart and, and really funny. I mean, the the fucking joke of Ko perpetually being six to eleven makes me laugh every time. Um, <laughs> it's so yeah, it's really great. It was really fun to work on too because Ian's fucking Ian and Toby are geniuses, and mm. Courtney's such a good voice actor, and and so is Ian. Um, yeah, mm. I actually I hadn't seen. I realized during quarantine that I'd never finished the show, and then when it came out on HBO Max, I think I'd gotten like. I think I'd finished Enid's arc at uh point, but I hadn't seen mm-hmm. the rest of the show. 
and the yeah. uh, series finale made me genuinely emotional. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I was actually just about to bring up this the series finale. One of the most maybe emotional things I've seen for an ending of a show. <laughs> like, yeah. It really got to me. Like, uh, because uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but like for like the sort of like overall plot of the show kind of wraps up in the episode before it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, my wife and I were watching it and we we're like, okay, well, what's the next one going to be? Right. And what it does, and I won't say what it does, but what it does is so brilliant and so like emotional and like, oh man. And it, it, it has so many like complicated feelings too. Cause what I can. Not only what I could sense, but since I've, like, talked to people I know who, like, worked on it, it's, like, they wanted to do so much more. Yeah. <laughs> and that show absolutely deserved better. Like, yeah. it, I'm glad it got what it got. I'm glad it got, it managed to, like, you know, have as many episodes as, as it did. Yeah. But it absolutely deserved better. And you can sense, like, the what, what could have been is, like, part of what makes that so bittersweet for me. Yeah, like this, totally. This could I could have watched like more and more of this uh, just as a fan, but yeah, uh, it no, it really. Uh, oh my, my my wife cried. She was like, uh, and for me, like uh, there's a. Oh, I don't even want to spoil even the ending credits. They do something like very sweet. Oh, the, end, the credits are so oh. sweet. <laughs> oh man, I. Oh. Anyway, if for those of you who have not watched, okay, Ko. Please watch OKK. Yeah, it's It's, well worth it. It's so good. It's Uh, really good. I am really grateful, Uh, too, that they got enough of a heads up that they were able to finish all the arcs. Because that would have been Um, really tragic if if they uh, hadn't gotten to wrap up all the the plot lines that they had set up and stuff. Um, Exactly. Which they did a good job of considering it had to be, you know, faster than anticipated. Totally. I mean, the other thing about that show is it's so meta- that they're able to both poke fun at the fact that like um, reveals had to be rushed sure, and sure. so that they don't feel unsatisfying and then also still make them satisfying. It's really, it's really, really well done. Um, being yeah. under the gun and having to wrap up so many loose ends. They, I don't know. They did a fantastic job and I just, sure. I love those guys and I love that show. Um, <sighs> it was so good. Yeah. Can I ask you about something? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I don't really know what to ask you about specifically, but uh, I just want to talk to you about Anime Crimes Division. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, what about Because I it? love you in it. You're so good in it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I mean, that was a show that was like, I mean, you know, you, you know, you know those guys like, mm-hmm. you know, very well. God, it's one of the most fun, rewarding experiences I've had. Like, had you done uh, on camera before? Nope. You're so uh, good. You're very natural. Uh, I appreciate that because at the time I was terrified. <laughs> and even now, like, you know, I mean, I haven't, I, I, live action is not something I've like, uh, really thought about at all. It's more like a, if it happens, maybe, but I, you know, not, it's not a focus of mine necessarily. Mm-hmm. Voiceover has always been my focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, it, I remember very distinctly, like, um, before we shot the first season, uh, Freddie picked me up from the airport and we were just driving and I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to really be really relying on you because I don't know what I'm doing. I've uh-huh. never done anything like this. And I am legit like 
uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm nervous. I was like, I'm just going to let you know. And he was like, you'll be fine. He was very, <laughs> like, it was not like a, it, it, like a, oh, no, don't. No, 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 you'll be good. No, no, I know you'll be good. You know, so I was like, okay. And then, uh, <laughs> but I think because it was such, not only, you know, Freddie and later, I mean, later Matt with the second season, um, but such a supportive crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the best possible, like, uh, sort of, yeah, I'm getting pushed into the deep end, but I'm getting pushed in the deep end surrounded by people who all know how to swim really well. And they're mm-hmm. also really nice. Yeah. So it, it was this thing where I had to learn a lot kind of as, like on the go. Um, but I think it worked out really well i don't know have you have you yeah. seen uh the whole thing or did you just see the first season or oh i saw the i'm a anime crimes vision fan i've seen the whole thing for sure oh oh man <laughs> it's I, great we would have we would have loved to do a three but like uh it's um yeah no especially i think with two it was like oh i felt a lot you know more comfortable mm-hmm. and then you know it it kind of you know goes a lot harder in that one and i got to do some you know some some crazy stuff like with like you know fight choreography right like you know all these you know just a lot more ambitious stuff uh yeah i mean just long story short it was very it was nerve-wracking in the beginning uh and obviously like and like a one of the some of the hardest work i've put into whatever you know anything just because like uh, with voiceover, you don't have to memorize lines mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I mean, in most cases, you just right. walk in and you, the script's right there. So memorizing lines and me- <laughs> having to think about your face and things. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Um, which I know you, you've had more experience in, in, in that field. Uh, um, you know, I want to talk about something. Uh, Hit me. In that... Uh, uh, I you know I I've you know I've been sort of like y- y- your sort of trajectory has has been like always very like interesting to me because you know I I I remember you from like hey ask what you plan right right and then sort of seeing you venture into you know video games voice acting and then just you know voiceover and you know you know, you know live action work um, it was one of those things watching you know someone who started online quote unquote. And, and then sort of, and now you're, you know, a cemented figure in the industry. Um, and so it kind of, <laughs> not not to be weird, but it, I felt like a this weird sort of like, I understand. Like I say this to a lot of people. <laughs> I say this to a lot of people. Not I understand. I'm like, I feel that because, uh-huh. you know, I, yeah. I was someone who, before I did any online, before anyone knew who I was online, I was all about voiceover mm-hmm. and you know I, I i was getting my foot into like indie games and stuff mm-hmm. um and then um vo- sort of around the time on i started people started to know who i was uh that's you know before then and then around then i signed with an agency and then i signed like i started that was around the time i think i booked ko as well mm. and so it, it was this sort of thing where people People are going to know me, or a lot of people know me first and foremost for online stuff. And Mm -hmm. then, but it's, you know, I've, you know, been at least 
steadily, you know, getting up there and getting up there. And uh, it's this interesting thing where I talk to a lot of people who also kind of started online. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, you know, Erica Ishii. I, I, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I had her on. We were talking about that. Um, but I kind of look at sort of where you went. And yeah, I will admit, at the time I was like, you know, that's the goal right there. That's the goal. Oh. <laughs> uh, not to be weird, but you know, I, no, I, no. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, frank, I'll be frank because I, I, I do really like uh, what you've managed to accomplish is is uh, uh, pretty great, and Thank especially you. like I, I always root for like Eric and I were talking about this. We always root for like people who kind of started in the online field because yeah. Uh, I don't want to get into this again because I've talked about it before, but it's like, you know, some people are like, oh, like, are you a real actor? Are you a real voice mm. actor if you started online? And it's like, uh, fuck you. Uh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, but... um, That's so interesting to me because I feel like, I mean, not again, not to just, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but I feel like if you were watching your shorts, mm. it's pretty clear to me that you have a lot of talent. Like, it's bizarre to mm. me. It seems like you've gotten some sort of uh, some sort of guff for it, but um, they're just really smart and funny, and you perform really well in them. So to I me, I would that. look at those and be like, "Oh, put this guy in a million video games because he's good at this," <laughs> you know. I th- I think it, that's what has sort of helped. Like I uh, I will say, like I don't actually get a lot of guff from people online like like fans or like people like like commenters like mm. uh like because i think my what i was posting at the time was like oh yeah like this guy like knows at least how to like act and you know be funny or whatever and perform mm-hmm. uh <laughs> i would say it's you know and i've kind of tread these waters before on the podcast but it's like it's really more like people in the industry where oh, it's interesting. like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I would say ninety percent of the time, uh, it's either ninety five percent even. I'll say like it's been very positive and like oftentimes people don't even know and then they'll they'll like mm. tell me after like oh I didn't know you were some YouTube guy. I'm like kind of glad you didn't know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I because uh, a lot of people just don't know, which I honestly prefer. But in some mm. in a few minor cases, you know, I did uh, get replaced in something because from uh, what I heard from secondhand from other people that guy's a fucking YouTuber it's okay that thing was dog shit anyway I'm not gonna say what oh, it was man. but uh, that was the only that only happened once though mm. uh, and it was not and, I, and I, I, I it was fine um, but there have been like um, I mean <laughs> you know even with uh, uh, Borderlands 3 which we're both in uh, I uh Joel did not want to send me the audition. He told hmm. me this. He told me this later after I come into recording. He was like, "Oh no, yeah, this like are uh because uh I guess he had maybe sent some stuff to other people. I don't know. And he was like, "I'm tired of sending stuff to like people who don't know how to act." Um but then he sent me the sides and I uh uh as soon as crushed I sent it. them back, <laughs> I won't say I crushed it, but I will say he's, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I, okay, I, okay I'll accept the compliment. Yeah, I, I did well. <laughs> I basically did well. I, as soon as I sent them back, I remember he, he was like, oh, yeah, the, 
wow, thank you first off, short turnaround, and also very good, which you never hear, you know, from like, right. and I, uh, I was like, oh, okay, but I didn't expect, I was like, whatever, well, you know, you know the game, it's like, you audition, you just, you forget about it, and you just move on, but um, he later told me, he was like, oh, no, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, who is this guy, and then he looked at me, oh, this guy can, you know, knows what he's doing, not just like, and uh what do you say an influencer or you know somebody who wants you know has no experience but just wants mm. to just wants to do it for the sake you know just to do it like right t- for fame or whatever you know that that was never uh you know for me it was that was always the goal right whereas right. online stuff was always was an accident that i never suspected whatever happened and just sort of happened um, it's so interesting because i feel like i guess hey ash predated the idea of an influencer or a YouTube star kind of thing. So I I didn't even think about how you starting when you did Mm -hmm. would carry different associations. Because for us, it was like us and Mega64 and Mm. Smosh maybe at that time doing video game stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't think that pathway or that idea of an influencer had even really cemented you know um right so now i could see how it would be a just a different landscape that you have to sort of differentiate yourself as like well no i do this but i also you know i want to do voiceover and i'm good at voiceover and Mm -hmm. it's interesting because for me hey ash was a, a a door into those opportunities and and i'm sure that's also been the case for you sometimes probably right but i guess it's also been sort of a difficult thing to navigate occasionally where people don't realize that you got the chops yeah i think it's i think it's a thing where if if they do have doubts as soon as i walk in and like go they're immediately relieved like Mm. (laughs) like they're like oh okay yeah yeah he's not just uh because i have heard you know you know horror stories of like oh we had to get this guy in and he had no idea how to act and mm. uh but yeah there is this um i'm not gonna uh, there's there is like a little bit of a stigma because it's you know i think when you when you think youtuber you think what like a jake paul right you think like uh, <laughs> s- right. some fucking moron and it's uh it's a thing where you um i'm i'm like I think at a good place with it where YouTube is not my dream or even I don't want to say it's not my passion, but it's not, it's like my fun hobby that uh, did well (laughs) on accident. Uh, Mm. And I think that's always been sort of a healthy place for me with it of like, yeah, I just have fun with it and people like it and it like it, it does well. That's great. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. but if it, if it like dies and uh, people like don't know me for YouTube, uh, that's okay because that's not what I, my dream was never like, I want a million, you know, I, there was a time where I thought 100,000 subscribers was literally impossible. I was like, there's no <laughs> right. way, like, I thought, I don't know how human beings accomplish that. Uh, <laughs> right. And then, and uh, it's kind of surreal to look back on that. But, you know, it, again, like it was, you know, kids these days want to be YouTubers. <laughs> they want to right. be YouTube stars. And that was not, uh, something I ever cared about or um not that i was like oh that'd be cool but it's like not not a, a, a dream of mine by any means right um now as far as on the voice over side and, and 
and I'm curious because you know, uh, obviously, like you know, you're you, you're definitely you know doing a lot of live action work. Uh, like, what uh, would you say it's it's all about? Just sort of acting, acting first. Like, it doesn't matter if it's voice or on screen. Or do you have like a preference? I'm I'm just curious. I found now that really the most important thing is the people you're working with. Mm-hmm. That's a good um, point. Yeah, because there's some on-camera set set would be a nightmare, and there sure. are some that are delightful. Like the Mythic Quest set is amazing. Everyone mm. that works on the show is fucking great, and we love each other, and we have fun making the show, mm-hmm. and it's delightful. And same thing with voiceover. There are some projects that I've been on where I'm like, I'm going to blow my brains out if I have to do another <laughs> session, <laughs> or... This is incredible. This is such sure. a great group of people and they're collaborative and they're, you know. So it really it really does depend, I think, on the people that you're working with. Um mm. and the material, of course. You know, there's but even then, like you can you could be recording something that's maybe not the most earth shattering script, but if it's fun and you like the people that you're working with, then it's gonna be enjoyable. You yeah, know? yeah. Um so yeah, I think that's that's sort of what I found. Uh, more and more as I work more is like, do do these people have a respect for me, for each other? Um, Are egos getting in the way or are we all trying to work hard to make the product good? Mm. Um, Because that's that's really the space you want to be in at the end of the day. And, you know, in voiceover, you tend to interact with or come in contact with, you know, a lot of ego less than in other contexts, but yeah. it's still there. Yes. Or you can come across people that are really, really, really precious with their material and sort of don't 100% trust you to mm. um, be able to add to it. Sure. Um, and that can be challenging because you kind of then feel a bit less like a like an artist and more of like a I don't know what the analogy would be. Like a puppet? construction worker or something (laughs) where I'm like, I'm just trying to find the bricks that you want me to lay, (laughs) you know? Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, I think it really, for me, it's really like, is the project interesting and are the people collaborative? Because that combination, I I don't care really what the medium is. Mm. If if that combination is there, then it's going to be fulfilling. Sure, sure. Um, and what's cool, I think, in games in particular, is that I feel like that sort of spirit of collaboration. I mean, I'm curious what your experience has been, but I feel like it's becoming more and more pervasive. Whereas I think when I started, mm. it was, I think, I think performance is just becoming more. Um, I think it's being taken a bit more seriously as yes. the years go on. Also, absolutely, which helps. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting hearing you kind of talk about that, like. Uh... I think for me, it's always going to be voiceover. Oh, well, who knows? Who knows, right? But, like, um, I think because it allows me more freedom in what sort of roles I can play. (laughs) Right. Uh, Totally. I mean, if I can get fucking, you know, roles I'd never get, like anime crimes division in low, (laughs) like... That, I mean, right. that you know that was that was like a dream because it's like no one would ever cast unless it's a comedy no one's ever going to cast me as the lead in a gritty uh <laughs> action-packed detective drama and that's fine like right. I, you know i will i will be the um uh detective's uh hacker or something or his uh best friend or whatever right um, right so it's uh but i having that experience though 
there is like you know stuff about live action that you know you don't get you get that sort of well i guess with motion capture it's a little different but like let's say with just like um even just being on like a real set and like you know uh even i would say let's say just comparing traditional voiceover uh face to face you know you know uh interaction with your your fellow actors it there there are things about it that are nice and i'm like huh yeah i do right. i do i did think that was actually a really enriching experience uh uh ha- getting having to deal with those with that said i am so much more comfortable just in a you know in the booth like oh yeah, sure it's yeah. just like yeah um I I don't I don't know about you and this is not me trying to be like oh I'm so cool but like I used to be very <laughs> nervous um but when I walk into a booth now it's actually very comforting. I don't know do you Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Like for I for me it's like it's like ah oh, like a nice like warm <laughs> warm swimming pool. I don't know that's a weird analogy but it's just, <laughs> but it's like you know it feels very comfortable like ah oh, yeah this is I know I know what to do in here. Put put these headphones on yeah. like I know, and it's gonna, you know, well, ninety nine percent of the time, it, or not, most of the time, it's fun. But it's gonna, it's gonna, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be good time, and you know, I'm gonna come out of this very happy and uh, just feel creatively enriched. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas if I get cast in a next live action thing, I'm not gonna feel that way. I'm gonna be like, right, fuck. I hope I don't mess this up, which uh, right, I felt right. for you know years, you know, bef- uh, until. Now it's at a point where it's like, okay, yeah, it's very comforting in a weird way, which I think maybe to some people who don't feel that way, it sounds like I'm trying, like I'm bragging, but it, for me, I'm just going, no, I just, I think it's me just going, this is how much I love this form, this medium. Yeah. And I think it's time and experience as well too. You know, I I remember, um, I got cast in a Nickelodeon pilot that didn't end up going Mm. anywhere, but it was my first I think it was my first animation gig ever. Mm. And I remember being in the booth and like shaking. I was so nervous because mm. I it was a, it was a group record and I was completely new. And, sure. and I remember my director being like, you need to take a breath and slow down. <laughs> and like, okay. Okay. Um, but it's just the stakes feel, you know, when you first start, it's something that you want to do so badly. The stakes feel yeah. really high. It feels like there's a lot of pressure. Da, 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 da. And then it's really nice, I think, to get, I mean, I think actually it's kind of a nice example because I think probably people that are starting out in any sort of creative field have that kind of fear. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to know, I think, that the more you work, the more comfortable you get with your craft. Mm -hmm. It can feel just like a warm blanket stepping into a booth. That you know that like you have the tools that you need to be able to do a good job and that there are people on the other side of the glass that are going to help facilitate that and you can just have fun um i assume you can probably get there with on camera as well if you had enough experience and time like with voiceover Mm -hmm. but yeah the the i think that feeling is kind of it's to me i could see it also being aspirational like oh it'll be nice you know if there's a a new voice actor listening to this then maybe like oh it'll be nice to get to that place eventually and not walk into every booth and be like fuck 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 which is where i start everybody start i mean yeah yeah I, i here's my here's my like first my first like i said my or i don't know if i said my first animation thing and my first sag job was ko uh 
Uh, and it was no way. And it was that Jack. It was that Wacky Jacks episode. And so uh-huh. it was. I and this was even before I moved out here. I flew out oh, wow. to record. Uh, it was. Sh- it was this very wild period where this was like. Uh, what 2016 20 uh, around that time i booked i booked this like my first sag job uh and i flew out there and i'm like okay i'm booking i i'm i okay i did a sag job do i need to like move out here and then obviously i did but it's like uh we'll see we'll see but i i flew out here and i'm in my friend's like apartment and i'm like and it's a <laughs> For your first fucking job, it's like your first fucking animation <laughs> SAG job. It's like okay, you're going into the Cartoon Network Studios, which you've dreamed about your whole uh-huh. life. Whole life. It's uh-huh. a it's a group record, <laughs> which okay, that's terrifying. And you're no joke voicing three characters, and they talk. <laughs> you are n- talking for seventy percent of the episode. Like it uh-huh. is like monologues upon monologues. It is a oh lot. Oh my god! So I was just That's terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. Um, <laughs> so it was this thing where I was, I rehearsed. Like I don't. Do you do you rehearse your voiceover if they give you the script? Uh, sometimes, depending. Mm. I usually now will just, depending on the character, I'll I'll read the script and then I'll go in I'll, kind of. Fresh. I'll read it but, usually, but I don't mm. usually like like out loud like practice it anymore which maybe i maybe. no unless i'm scared about it mm, like you were oh yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> if it was like yeah. some huge yeah. thing uh right uh, well i don't know even then i have well this is a whole I'll, I'll 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 have another conversation after this uh anyway this this ko thing was like i was i was just i was out loud like you know sort of like rehearsing it rehearsing it which obviously I think helped, but even then, like going in, I think it, it I think it says a lot. What you were saying before about experience, even the experience I had up to that point had prepared me to do well in that moment. Uh, whereas right. if I had gotten this opportunity, uh, let's say four years prior, I would have completely fucked it up. I would have fucked. It would have been <laughs> terrible. I'm, and that's not me being like uh, humble. It would have been bad uh right so uh yeah no in terms of nerves and in terms of uh first uh first big things it's uh that was a doozy for me what i was about to go into or sort of stumbled upon was the uh kind of you know early on when i was a little more nervous uh i would you know rehearse you know kind of like practice the reads out loud now i just kind of read the script uh, I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't even read the script, but I, because I, I, I sh- sometimes I like to actually go in just kind of fresh. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I actually found like if I early on if I rehearsed it too much, if I like if there was a certain read I was like really like oh this is like obviously the way like like I love and this is the way to read it. You fall in love with a read too much, and then right. and then you go in there like uh, no actually uh, just do it. Or or I'll walk in having rehearsed a voice or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, we're changing the voice entirely." Right. Uh, right. Or uh, oh yeah, uh, we're rewriting this, we're rewriting this, and it became a thing of, oh yeah, I need to. It, it's a thing where I was like, I guess it was good to rehearse, but w- one thing you learn pretty quickly is you have to be able to adapt 
and yeah. on your toes very quickly. I don't know if you've had any, what your sort of take on that is. With- oh, no, totally. I mean, you really have to be nimble. For sure. I, I remember early on with animation, I think if I found out that I had multiple characters, I would sort I would sort of do the similar thing where I would try to find voices for each of them before going in. And then I found that you go in, like you're saying, and the director all often will be like, oh, actually, let's try this or do this. And and you kind of have to throw out everything that you <laughs> I've had, e- tried to you do know, even the now, night before. Even you now, know? like I'll like read a script and go, oh, okay, I'll probably do this kind of voice and this kind of voice. And then you do it and you're like, uh, no, do it like... We have a guy who sounds like that. Do it like this. I'm like, oh, all right. And you just kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just have it. to pivot yeah. um, and not be precious about it, yeah. which I think is cool. I actually like um, I like that about voiceover that it 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 really does prevent you from being super precious mm. with your choices. And I find that um, if I'm going to defend a choice, I have to have like some sort of narrative I have to have a good reason sure. because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get attached to a read or to uh, a character choice if there's just a different preference. Mm. But um, it, it does make you sort of focus on it sort of strips away any sort of trappings of like ego and stuff like that yes. that you can get attached to because you really do have to just be able to like throw out everything that you were thinking right, before. Right. I think that's very well said. Now, we're... Kind of getting close to the end here. I what I usually like to do is um, for the guest uh, to give you an opportunity if you would like, if you have a topic you'd like to bring up or a question for me or anything, feel free. If not, don't worry about it. I got other things we can talk about. But if there's anything you can think of, no pressure though. Hmm. Um. What's the first thing that you're gonna do mm. when the pandemic? This actually was a question that I thought of earlier when we were talking about like uh, board games and stuff. Uh, mm. What am I gonna do when I, you know, uh, my wife and I talk about this all the time because we're just cr- going crazy inside, uh, stuck inside. But um, besides board games, which is the obvious, like you know, get people to play board games. Um, I think her answer was, and I, it might be mine. Just going to like a sit down restaurant would feel nice. Uh-huh. Like uh, that just seems like such a foreign, not for some people who apparently don't give a shit about other people's uh, <laughs> health and safety, but for me, you know, the idea of sitting yeah. in a restaurant and you order food and you just get to enjoy being somewhere that's not your fucking apartment, like that sounds really uh-huh. nice. Uh, so maybe a sit, like either a sit down restaurant. Going to the movies, like that's that's oh, something yeah. I really miss. I really go to the um, and then, ooh, I don't know what it's gonna be like now uh, with some recent news, but uh, we we're we're big Disneyland fans, and that's somewhere that we wanted to go back to because we had mm. we we have like or had annual passes. They just announced that annual passes are no longer a thing, so I don't know what the, I don't I know, know what the deal is gonna be with that. If there's gonna be some replacement or something, but. That's a place that I, you know, love going to. Uh, so I would say mm-hmm. just off the top of my head, probably those three. And that's excluding, like, just hanging out with my friends. Like, seeing my friends. Right, right. Having my friends over. I, I've actually been making a list. <laughs> like, mm. I have a Word document that I think it's just called, like, quarantine checklist. And it's, like, anytime like... My friends and I have been like, we should do this. Oh, man, wouldn't it be like, I miss this. I'm like, I'm going to write it down. And it's 
Uh-huh. Kind of like a weird spin on the bucket list of like, <laughs> like I wasn't expecting to make sort of <laughs> right. a, a weird bucket list, but it kind of feels like that. Like, you know, I've always wanted to go there. Uh, why haven't I gone there? You know, before it's like, oh, I'm too busy or all oh, whatever. I don't want to drive yes. there. But it's like, you know, being stuck inside for a year, it's like, wow, you fool. <laughs> you could have gone. You could have <laughs> gone anywhere. It, it, you could right. go anywhere. And you didn't like it. So it's this thing of like, <laughs> I'm going to go here now and make uh, sort of like, a, I don't know. I, it could be, I. Uh, it's just sort of waiting to explode this sort of balloon of like i'm once it's once a vax once i'm vaccinated once it's safe whoo uh it's gonna be a lot of, a lot of things on on my itinerary but in, term, in terms yeah. of general things i would say those three come to mind how about you what are what are things you're just like god i cannot wait for you know well we'll let this on an optimistic note uh, what are some things that you really are looking forward to uh, once it's safe to be out. Yeah, it's interesting because I, it's so funny because I've been a homebody my whole mm. life. Um, and it's really, this has really tested the limits <laughs> of how much I self-identify as a homebody. Yeah. But um, I think I took travel for granted. Mm. I'm really lucky in that often I've had to travel for work. Mm. So like last year, uh, we took a trip to New York for press, for Mythic mm. Quest. And the year before, I think I went to the Netherlands for horizon mm. stuff you know so i i've been really really lucky in mm. that often i've just sort of traveled as a as a sort of byproduct of my work yeah yeah um and so i think i kind of took it for granted and the other day i went on a walk at a time of day that i don't usually go on a walk it was like sunset okay. uh, i usually go like morning or the middle of the day and there were people out and it reminded me of the way that people just like lounge around when i was in paris mm. um they were just like sitting on the grass and just like looking at birds. And <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was sort of a like, uh, we had to get it out of our house vibe. But it, there was, uh, it, it was nice. And it made me want to just get on a plane and go somewhere so bad. <sighs> like, I don't, I don't care where even. I could fucking get on a plane and go to Kentucky and be like, Kentucky. <laughs> like, I just can't wait to be somewhere not Los Angeles. To feel like I really traveled a great distance and I'm in a different culture. That's what I really want to do. Um, so, yeah, once I get vaccinated, I was talking to, I texted a couple of friends, like, can we just take a friend's trip anywhere when mm -hmm. this is done? And one of my friends was like, I'm just worried that I'm going to be like, like too weird, like to be around other people, or to be in a different <laughs> okay. place after all sure. of this. And I was like, we don't even have to go to a place that's populated. Like we could go to... Iceland where no one right. lives and just be there. <laughs> like I just want to go somewhere else. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I really want to grab a couple of friends and just get on a plane and go somewhere. I'll have a final question for you related to that. But just to kind of go off what you were saying, like I can't believe I didn't think about travel because we're constantly, me, you know, not only me and my wife, but me and my friends are constantly talking about, oh, God, we should go here, we should go here. Uh, uh, yeah. Have you been? I mean, have you been to Japan? Yes, I did my study abroad in Japan, uh, and I love. We it. are desperate because uh, uh, we've I gone twice so far, mainly Tokyo, but we are just. My wife loves going to Japan, and we are desperate to go back, like to like Osaka. We want to check out Osaka. And yeah. Like, um, and uh, I mean, I'd love to go back to Korea. Like I, there's. Uh, so I am just hungry for travel, like because like you, like um, 
I also took travel for granted because pre-COVID, I would go to a lot of cons, like as a guest. Right. And so I was, you know, traveling all, not only around the country, but I, like, you know, I went to like Ireland. I went to, you know, like uh, it was just it was very, I was so comfortable being on a plane. I don't know if you ever got this way about planes. Like for me, mm-hmm. I, I hated flying initially uh, when I like, let's say this was like, I don't know, five years ago. But because of cons, uh, as mm-hmm. soon as I'm on a plane, I can fall asleep. I don't know. I, as soon as it, as soon yeah, as it, it becomes off, really mundane, yeah. which is bananas because you're fucking flying through the air. But yeah, it becomes mundane when you, especially for cons, you're just constantly on flights. Yeah, you just are like, oh, I'm taking off. Uh, I am out. But uh, I, I, I bring that <laughs> up because I've whenever like I've been watching shows, and whenever they're on an airplane, it genuinely feels weird. It's like, oh wow, it's like watching like old timey footage like i I remember what i remember (laughs) what that was like to be on a plane i used to be like kind of sick not sick of but yeah kind of sick of flying like a lot and like yeah like going to the airport like all the time like uh and now and now i desperately i'm like get me on a plane anywhere i'm like with you yeah if just just i feel you i uh i was i definitely got uh plane fatigue and i also for whatever reason i'm not scared of flying but i would have a lot of anxiety Mm. all of the steps leading up to getting on the plane Mm. once i got on the plane i would be like oh but for some reason i'd always get really paranoid that um security would take forever or my flight would get canceled or whatever it happened to be oh no i'm, I'm the exact um, same way so, yeah no it's once you're on the plane it's like hey my bag is good and i'm on the plane <laughs> i don't have to worry right. about missing the plane <laughs> i don't have to worry yeah, about anything yeah, yeah. i just have to land True. now um so anytime i would go to the airport it would just be i'd be you know i'd get like a huge burst of anxiety um, but now i'm like yeah i want to i want to eat at lemonade in the in the <laughs> terminal four <laughs> I want to stand at security lines. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's really, that's that's kind of what I wanted, which, yeah, I was, I sort of surprised myself because like I said, I think, I think I took it for granted. I think I found it sometimes stressful of like, oh, I have to go to do this thing mm. when I have all this voiceover I need to do or whatever, whatever. But now I'm just like, what a joy it would be to go somewhere yeah. else. And, <laughs> exactly. you know, uh, yeah. I, so my last question for you is um, for, uh, for me, uh, sort of like the top three places I would like to travel to, uh, if I if I could go right now and it was safe, would be I think uh, Japan. I really want to go to Australia because uh, mm. I've never been. I have family there and I have a, a very good friend who lives there, and I would love to just take like a couple like a week or two, definitely like two weeks to just like experience Australia, and then mm-hmm. um, this is not one country, but uh, I've only been to ireland really in europe i would love to just kind of oh, i would wow. love to just kind of take like a like a tour around europe that would be sort of be yeah like the, the dream for me now what would be like if you can go right now like hey well not right now but you know you can go where what three top three places where would you want to travel to i think japan because it's been over 10 years since I've oh, been wow. there now, i think which is bananas um japan New Zealand, mm, I think. I, I want to go to Hobbiton. I want to ride oh, a horse yeah. about. Um, and then I think, you know, I'm I'm part Thai and I've never been to Thailand. Oh, so I think, um, I, think I hear I Thailand's to to Thailand. great. That yeah, I would love to go to Thailand too. Uh, one day. <laughs> one day. 
such a wistful sigh. Uh, One day. It, I feel like lately, like, um, especially like, like with, so this podcast won't be out for a while, but at, at the, around the time of this recording, uh, we have a new president, which is, which feels very good. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then like, uh. Uh, uh, you know, vaccines obviously aren't out yet, but you know, it's just like we're just waiting. You know, it's so mm-hmm. it's it's like this kind of antsy feeling. Yes, like uh, it's like close, but doesn't we have no idea when yet. Uh, right, and it, you know, I haven't. I don't think I've said this on the podcast yet, but because I record a lot of these way in advance. I don't know, maybe I talked about this before. It, it feels like weird time capsules. Like <laughs> I'm gonna mm. li- like. Uh, if I listen back to this, like when it comes out, it's like, yeah, that's right. At that time, uh, uh, that was right when. Um, and I don't, I don't usually timestamp, like you know, uh, what do you call it? Like, act, like refer to what's happening at the moment in the in the episodes. Right. But sometimes I do if it just comes up, uh, and it just it's a, it's a weird mark of like certain times of uh, of my of this weird quarantine life, uh, and and all the yeah. conversations are like, oh man. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? It's like listening to like Bioshock audio diaries. Was <laughs> much less serious. Not, no, I wouldn't say much less serious, but like much less horror. No, I wouldn't even say. <laughs> okay, you know what? It's like listening to Bioshock audio diaries. I'm just gonna say that. Like it just not. It's it's people just kind of mundanely accepting grim circumstances, right? <laughs> and be like, oh yeah, in the better times, uh, it'll be good. But. Um, yeah. yeah, it is interesting to be because uh, I'll I guess I'll timestamp it. Today is inauguration day, so Biden yeah. just was sworn in. Yes, yes. Um. So yeah, there is a sort of antsiness of like, okay, I know that things are gonna get at least with COVID will get better because he acknowledges that it's a problem and sure. is trying to have some sort of policy to do anything. Right. Um. But there is this sort of antsiness of like, I know it's gonna get better now. I just don't know when. Yes. Um, exactly. But I will take the the relief of I know it's going to get better now. I'll just um, take the relief that it's not fucking Trump. Like that it's not Trump. Like Ooh, oh my mama. Like, yeah. Oh god. Uh, oh boy. Uh. Well, on that note, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for being on. I appreciate. Yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Uh, where Thanks can for people? Me. Of course. Where can people find you? Uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, the whole deal. Um, and uh, you know. Watch Mythic Quest if you haven't yet. It's a good show. Um, and then you'll have Apple TV so you can watch Ted Lasso too. Nice, nice. It, it all ties back to the Ted Lasso. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you very much. This this has been great. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course.